and we are able here in this music college to give those classes a music industry focus. I mean, to show the application of, of you know, of accounting and marketing and all of that and how it's actually applied in the music industry. You're listening to Cut Time from the Berkeley Music Business Journal. On today's episode, we're joined by Don Gordon. Don is the founder and chair of the music business department here at Berkeley. He is an attorney, the vice president of the National Association of Music Merchants, and is a jazz trumpeteer. In this episode, we discuss how he built the business program up from scratch, how to stay in touch with the industry, and the importance of entrepreneurship. Well, I always say that I was a musician first. Uh, first and foremost, I went through an undergraduate degree in, uh, in performance. Uh, trumpet player, still play, you know, still very active. I'm glad I was able to keep it up because I, I really enjoy that, having that extra dimension in my life. So that's kind of where that started. That transitioned to uh, graduate school uh, at the University of Miami where my major was jazz pedagogy because at that time I wanted to be a jazz educator, you know, a college jazz educator. Um, but it so happened that the University of Miami has probably the first music business program and I thought you know well they they offer all these courses on the business side you know maybe maybe I should know something about that so I took one of the classes and I'm learning about copyright and learning about contractual relationships and business practices and all of that thinking you know I kind of like this I'm kind of I think I'm kind of wired for that and so uh, after talking with the person who ran that program uh said, what's my next step? And he said, well, if you're really interested in this, you should go to law school. And so I kind of took a big gulp and said, okay. Uh, and uh, I took a year off to save some money and to apply and all of that. Uh, but uh, I was accepted uh, to a couple of, a few schools, but the one that I ended up going to was the University of Denver. Uh, I kind of gravitated toward Denver because I had family there and, uh, you know, had some some family connections with the area. And it was a good school, still is, uh, well-rated, well-ranked. Um, so I went and I got my law degree and, uh, you know, thinking all along, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my law degree, then I'm going to go out to California and try to break into entertainment law out there. Uh, well, of course, after going through law school, I actually had a, a graduate teaching assistantship in the music school as a law student, which was kind of unique, uh, but it was great because uh, I could sort of keep that part alive. But I finished law school. I took the bar exam. I passed it. Uh, I started practicing law with a couple of attorneys there who did music-related work and some trademark work and copyright and, uh, you know, I didn't do that too long until I got a call from uh, the University of Colorado Denver saying, uh, uh, well, I think has the second music, second oldest music business program. Um, and uh, there was a guy teaching there named David Baskerville. Uh, he still puts out a book called The Music Business Handbook. It's in his about eighth or ninth or tenth edition now. But... Uh, he was taking a year leave of absence, and they called me and they said, "How would you feel about coming over and teaching?" You know, I kind of thought, "Teaching music business? Wow! Do I really know enough about it that I can teach it?" You know, and, uh, just but from my legal background, I thought, "Well, I probably do." So I thought, "Yeah, I'll give it a shot." And I and you know, the reason I did that is that I 
I was missing being more close to the music. You know, practicing law, even entertainment related, you don't get, you're not that close to the music. And, and I've always said, I'm still, you know, no matter what I've done in my life, I'm still a musician at heart. You know, I still want to be involved in that. And so I thought, all right, I'll give it a shot. So that was the beginning of my career as a music business educator okay. at the University of Colorado, Denver. I'm teaching legal aspects and things like that, and uh, um, and uh, even some music, you know. Uh, they assigned me a teaching load, and that one year uh, fill-in turned into five more years. They put me on a track, you know, to and then responded to an invitation to apply for the position at Berkeley, which, uh, as I told you a little while ago, I didn't realize that it was a, the position was to start a department. Uh, right. But once I learned that, I thought, you know, so much the better. You know, that's a, that's a job I really want because I knew about Berkeley, you know, and I could think of, you know, I mean, having taught music business in music programs that were primarily classically oriented, you know, I thought, you know, Berkeley is really a better fit for a music business program, you know, because the music industry really is more focused on the type of music that is made at Berkeley. And uh, so that's why I came here and, uh, and embarked on this process of building a department. When you found out you had to build the depart the music business department yep. here, mm -hmm. who did you call upon? Like, what resources did you use to even start something so big? Yeah, I called upon my background from having taught in these programs, the uh, two programs prior to Berkeley, because as I as I began to sketch out what the curriculum would look like. I mean, that uh, I took a full year of doing that. I, I was teaching at that time uh, the intro class, which was had been offered there uh, here for a number of years prior to I got to when I got here. But so I taught that. But my primary job was to start putting forth proposals for what the curriculum would look like. And uh, my background there in music business programs was, you know, those programs that I taught in prior to Berkeley uh, were and still are on most campuses where they offer music business, they're offered on campuses where they have a school of business. So that is where typically the music business students go to take mm. their core music business class or their core business classes like accounting and marketing and statistics and economics mm. and all of that. You know, so my first question for Lee Burke when I started this process of structuring curriculum is, was which business school in the area should I align ourselves with so that our students can go over there mm. <laughs> to get their accounting and their mm. marketing and all of those core business classes. And his response was kind of, uh, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not how we do it at Berkeley. We do everything in-house here. And I thought, well, Okay, uh, I guess that means I'm going to have to start beating the bushes and mm -hmm. finding people who can teach these classes here at Berkeley. Because I, I just thought, you know, in order for this program that I'm structuring to have integrity, and I wanted it to have integrity, I mean, I wanted it to look like this is a real business program. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't something 
fluffy that just looks like we're going to teach you know a little how little you know business elements uh, from the music industry i mean i wanted to be uh, such that people from the outside world could look at this and say, yeah, I guess they're serious about this. You know, this is a business program. So I thought, you know, we're going to we, we need to offer a, a course in accounting. We need to offer marketing. We need to offer economics and statistics and and management and all those things that became the core curriculum for the program. Yep. And so my task then was to find people to teach these classes. And I looked at that as a challenge to find people, but also it was the it was a, a I guess I could call it a blessing in disguise because it gave us an opportunity to differentiate our program from those from those programs where they had a school of business to say that we're going to teach these areas and we are able here in this music college to give those classes a music industry focus. I mean, to show the application of, of you know, of accounting and marketing and all of that totally. and how it's actually applied in the music industry. They can't do that. I mean, they don't do that, you know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking accounting in a business school or marketing or any of those, but you're not going to get how all of that is, how those disciplines are applied, actually applied in the music industry. Right. And so I, I looked for teachers who could make that connection, you know, to show that uh, this is how it's applied. So I think in the process, what we ended up having here, uh, and of course it has evolved a lot since then, you know, but, uh, but we can, I feel very good about saying that we're offering a program that has, it, it's not only I think the most comprehensive program in music business that you can find. It's comprehensive because we have the critical mass of students that we can really make it a very broad-based curriculum. You know, I mean, in a program that only has 50 or 60 students in it, you know, you're kind of limited by what you can offer because all of those classes aren't going to populate, right. you know, but here they can, you know. So, I mean, we can offer this very broad-based curriculum and uh, very focused on the music industry. Right. So it's evolved uh, in that direction as we've continued to add courses, uh, tweak the course of the existing courses so that they follow all of the changes that have gone on in the music industry. You know, clearly the music industry is in, in many ways uh, far I mean, lots of, of changes and developments that have taken place over the years, yeah. so that it's it's uh, quite a bit different from what it looked like back in 1992 when we started the program. Right, right. And of course, what are the, the careers that our graduates are going into are different as well. And so, you know, we we have to make sure that we are giving them the right kind of preparation so that they can find their place, you know, in this music right. industry and. Uh, enter this this very different job market from what it was back then totally yeah have the fundamental aspects of these programs changed uh you know there's a, there's an annual event uh well there's there's an organization called the music and entertainment and industry educators association it's been around since the 70s uh but uh, Berkeley, we are members. Uh, most of the music business programs are members. 
uh, and there's an annual event called the Music, called the Educators Summit. Uh, it's coming up next month, and there are five of us, out of, or six actually, out of the program here that are going to that event. What I'm saying is that that event gives all of us an opportunity to see what's going on and to stay in touch with what's going on in all the other programs. Because faculty go there and they present, you know, they give they they give papers and uh, on topics that we all are think are important. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually put out a, 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 a scholarly journal that comes out once a year, so faculty can submit articles and all of that. So um, I, I I stay pretty well in touch with what's going on in these programs. I think most of them still are follow that model of uh, part of their program is offered with students going to the School of Business or College of Business, you know, for, for some of those core classes. Um, but as far as the classes that these programs offer uh, that are distinctly music business, um, I think that that they're doing the same thing that we are to try to stay on top of, of the, the new developments and the changes, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about uh, that uh, the... the um, the important element element now that we're all giving a lot more focus to is uh, uh, data analysis. You know, I mean that's become so important now in the in the music industry. Uh, the technology that that is uh, uh, servicing the music industry now and uh, how it's used and uh, but the accumulation of data. Um, uh, we're following the uh, of course all of the developments in in streaming and. Uh, you know the legal developments uh, that are affecting the, uh, the the music publishing industry in particular, like the Music Modernization Act. You know we're all looking forward to seeing seeing how that is going to bring the the the, the changes, the positive changes that it was that it was uh, developed to, uh, to 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 bring to the industry. Uh, and the promises that have sort of been made about that, you know, we're following that closely. Uh, the some changes, of course, in the live music industry that are going on, with, that are going on with ticketing and uh, and the, uh, the the rise in uh, uh, festivals. You know that uh, right. we're having to follow that. Um, uh, some of the legal disputes that have gone on that uh, most of us have followed. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, and things like uh, Taylor Swift's moving to, uh, moving, uh, leaving her label and going to Universal and then uh, coming out and saying that she's going to re-record all of her old songs on her new label. And uh, of course, that brings up all kinds of questions that, that are great case studies for students uh, <laughs> to uh, examine, uh, things like that. Um, so, you know, it, it's all of that. Uh, Licensing, you know, we uh, uh, we're now very intent on uh, students who are interested in going into the publishing business having a keen understanding of licensing, and so we have our um, our international licensing class that uh, goes to, uh, the, to to Holland every year, and uh, we do the exchange program with them. That's a great feature, you know, that we're seeing. Uh, of course, we have the the uh, Berkeley Popular Music Institute. That has, uh, you know, under under Jeff has Jeff Dornfield has uh, really made some great strides and and has become a, an incredible outlet for students who are interested in going into the live music industry. Right. 
we have the Music Business Journal, uh, uh, which, of course, uh, we're very, very proud of. You know, I know that uh, this podcast is, is an outgrowth of that. Uh, yeah. But it's just been such a satisfying thing for me to see how that that has become such a uh, an important element even in the outside of berkeley you know with the number of uh, hits on the website uh and most of them are returning you know and uh and then to just to 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 read the issues as they come out to see that you know this is the kind of great scholarly work that our students are capable of doing you know so very good, you know, all, all of that is really good. It's the kind of thing that uh, makes all of us really proud to see. Um, and seeing that our probably, I, you know, if I had to say what is, what is it that makes me the most proud of, mm -hmm. uh, of uh, how this program has developed, it's, it's the graduates, you know, and seeing what they, what they end up doing, you yeah, know, yeah. coming out of the program. And, and uh, finding their careers and building them and uh, mm. and seeing how we have such a cadre of loyal alumni who mm. they are there uh, to do whatever we ask them to do, to, whether it's come and speak or or comment or something like that, you know, that, um, and that makes me very proud to know that they evidently can, they leave Berkeley and they still, they leave with a good feeling about right. Berkeley and the education that they got here. Yeah. yeah, the network is really connected. Sure is. Of course. Yeah, it sure is. Um, shifting back towards the curriculum and yeah. the core um, <clears throat> classes that the business students will take, legal aspects is, of course, something that everyone is required to take. Yeah. Um, and you're teaching that on Berkeley Online. Yes. What are the key concepts that you want your students, and when you're when you're talking to other teachers who teach that on campus, um, for like rookie musicians who are maybe just taking this as an elective, yep. to know, yep. coming going into the class and then coming out of the class, how do you want them to grow? Okay. Um, well, we want them to have a keen understanding of their rights in their music. You know, I mean, most of our students do write music. Uh, I mean, of course, most of them perform, but uh, if, if they are writers, and, and so many of our students are, even our music business majors, they need to have an understanding of what their rights are, you know, and, uh, and uh, what the, the uh, uh, which means that they need to under have, some, have at least a basic understanding of copyright law, yep. you know, what, uh, what rights come out of copyright law uh, in their music. And uh, because this is going to help them when it comes time to exploit their music through licensing, you know, or whether it's through a relationship with a music publisher, you know, why would they consider signing with a music publisher? Uh, and then in that regard, to have some understanding of what the typical contractual points are in that uh, if they were to uh, to enter into a contractual relationship with the publisher, you know, I mean, we're not training them to be the lawyers who will negotiate that contract for right. them, but to ha understand the vocabulary well enough so that if they are presented with a contract, they know well enough that, wait a minute, I better, I better speak to an attorney about this. <laughs> you know, there's the, the words that no attorney wants to hear 
from from an artist in any any area is uh, what do you think of this contract that I just signed? You know, so, <laughs> so uh, you know you, you but you need to know enough about it what what you're seeing there to say wait a minute this is I better get advice on this you know but. But we can still teach them what the basic deal points are in a right. contract, so that they can it. recognize that. Totally. And the same thing with a record contract, and the same thing with a management contract. Mm. You know, so I mean, these contractual relationships, the basic points in these these in these contracts. I think we we want students who come out of the legal aspects class to know that. Mm. We want them to have an understanding of uh, of business organizations. Uh, such that if they, you know, are they might making the decision, be making the decision as a band, uh, should we incorporate? You know, I mean, uh, what what is our business organization? Are we a partnership? Right. In which in which case should we have some kind of a partnership agreement? Well, the answer is yes, you should. Uh, uh, but if I want to start my own business, uh, what is going to be my organization? Am I am I going to have a partner and we form a partnership are we going to incorporate uh am i uh, what do i need to do to set it up as a sole proprietor you know of my business you know those kinds of things so that you know those kinds of things uh, also come out of our uh, legal aspects yeah. class that um, um and i think the the operations of a record company i think as well you know just to understand uh, what goes on within a record company and and uh what you uh, as an artist, uh, what, because that that could affect your decision of whether you want to sign with a record company, right. you know, uh, or and if you do, uh, whether it's with an independent or with a uh, or with a major label, is that something that you should aspire to? I mean, it used right. to be that artists, you know, the uh, the uh, the end goal for just about any artist was to be signed by a major label. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily the case anymore, you know. I mean, the technology has made it such that uh, it's it, it doesn't have to be the end goal anymore, you know. A, a record deal from a major label uh, doesn't is no longer, I, I think, the be-all and end-all. You, yeah. you can have a career. Um, because, you know, not, not every artist is going to get that deal, totally. you know. But can you still have a career without it? Yeah, of course you can. But... Uh, and this, I'm kind of straying from the legal aspects class, but I mean, other things that I think all artists need to know about are some have some understanding of what they're going to do with their music. You right. know, I mean, you can't you can't just think I make great music and the world is going to be the path to my door to consume it. You know, <laughs> I think a lot of people think that way. Yeah, yeah they, I, I'm sure they do. You know, but uh, I'm going to Berkeley. I'm making great music. I'm practicing eight hours a day, and, uh, and eventually people are going to find me. Well, they may that not that's not necessarily the case. You know, you you have got to create in those consumers the the interest in your music. Mm. You know, and and the will to consume it. That kind of goes into a question we had about entrepreneurship, yeah. as being one of our tracks yep. outside of the core curriculum. Yeah. Um, how important is entrepreneurship in today's music business, which we're kind of talking about right now? Um, and kind of the concept that you'll hear of people saying artists are, have to be entrepreneurs, yep. they are entrepreneurs. Um, however, not all entrepreneurs are artists. What is your opinion on that statement? Um, and kind of just talking a little bit about entrepreneurship specifically in, in music industry. Yeah. 
I, I think it's very important. I, I think any artist who is looking to have a career as an artist uh, needs to regard himself or herself as an entrepreneur. In other words, you have to make that career work. And there's more to it than just being a great artist. You know, I mean, there's a whole a, a cadre of, of elements that go into having a successful career that are that are that go beyond being a great performer. Yeah. You know, to have some sense of of, uh, of 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 the business side and how to to set all of that up and keep it organized and so forth, even if it means that you. Uh, are not doing it all yourself. And, you know, there are a lot of artists who are not doing it all themselves. Yeah. You know, we've, we've, we've been hearing a lot about the, the DIY artists. Well, even those artists who consider themselves DIY, DIY are usually getting help from somebody. You know? right. Right. And, uh, and perhaps the reason for that is that uh, what they really want to be doing is making music, you know. But, uh, but still... They have to. They have to be entrepreneurs, as far enough into it to know that uh, there's something called. They have to be able to understand something about how they're going to brand themselves. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, how are they going to make how, make their music cut through all of the clutter that's out there? I know that's that you hear a lot. You know, cutting through the clutter, but but it's true. You know, I mean, this is something that is brought about by. The internet, you know, yes, every artist has a has has uh, can can get their music out there. You can get it on YouTube, you can get it on SoundCloud, you can get it on all the services. But how are you going to make people come right. to it and find it? Right. You know, how do you get people to find it? You know, and and how do you brand yourself in a way that 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 it starts the conversation about you? It starts to get people to talk about you. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and and that's the entrepreneurial element there. Yeah. I think that all uh, artists who want to have a career need to further that. You right. know, I mean, uh, um, and you know, and if if your goal is to start a business, well, there, there's plenty to know about that. You know, I mean, the, the the mechanics are one thing, but just the the the, the mindset that goes along with that. Yeah. You know, of uh, of, of what it takes, you know, to have that the the mindset that that of an entrepreneur, such mm -hmm. that you know you can understand, you know, that that uh, you're 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 putting out a product or a service there that you have assessed that there is a need for it, right. you know, that right. there's somebody out there that, that it, it's uh, this is something that nobody else is doing, but there's a need for it, right. you know, that's a huge uh, part of the. It's a huge part of this industry, and that's something that I think I valued most about this. The curriculum that I've been in the music department is just having the ability to cultivate the entrepreneurial and creative yeah. ideas that all of us in the yeah. department have. We can just bounce ideas off of each other, but it's yes. conversations that have to happen. Yes. Um, yes. Great ideas are a product of collaboration. That's usually. right. I love uh, that. And, uh, and, you know, that's, uh, I think that's another advantage for for Berkeley uh, with our artists uh, environment mm -hmm. because as musicians you're in collaborative environments all the time right. you know I mean an, an ensemble is a collaborative yep. environment yep. you get those concepts here you know I mean you're you're part of an ensemble you're making great music but you're making it 
collaboratively and you're making it together and you can you those those concepts can transcend into the business world you mm -hmm. know where great ideas uh, and, and collaboration and, and great ideas so put put something forward yeah definitely right what was the transition into law school like was it a similar process as studying music no <laughs> it, it was a challenge for me uh, and I think probably because studying music was um, I'm not going to say it was easy for me but it it was uh, it was fairly easy for me to uh, to get the feedback that I was that I was good at it you know uh, uh, and uh, uh, and it was satisfying in that regard because I got that back and uh, and law school was quite a different animal you know I mean I uh, uh, I went at it thinking, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this, and I did. You know, I did okay. I'm not gonna say I was a great law student, but the first year was tough. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm I'm doing things that, that I had no prior experience in doing. You know, law school is a, a lot of reading, it's a lot of cases. You know, and uh, I mean, I I, I liked the. I guess what I could do is I could cut to the end when I got through it and I could reflect back on what I really got from this education mm -hmm. that I still uh, that I still apply and that I still value. I think what law school teaches you is to do uh, is to get to the basics of, of what is the central issue that you're dealing with, mm. you know, and you uh. can cut out all of the side stuff. Mm. And just zero in, and this is what we're really talking about here. And you know, sometimes that uh, that background and that education, although I love it that I that I I have that and I have that sort of mindset, but sometimes I, I catch myself in meetings where, you know, you you, and I tend to be a very linear person. You know, I mean, I I look at everything saying, this is point A, and we're trying to get to point B. Right. And how, this how is the we, path. How do we do that? <laughs> and, I, and I don't want any side excursions, you know. I mean, you just, you know, this is where we are, and this is where we're going, and this is the path, you know. Uh, but sometimes I'm in meetings where I know that this is where we're trying to get in this discussion, but I keep all of these side, you know, side uh, excursions going on, and that's how I started going... Oh come on! You know, let's just let's get back on track. Here. Right. You know, uh, so you know maybe that's the the sort of the downside. But still, uh, I'm I, I'm glad that I I had that education, and and I think that's the main thing that I that I took from it. But but to get back to your your question, it it was a challenge uh, mm -hmm. to make that transition from music student to to law student. Um, but uh, I I to any student in front of me who says, I want to go to law school, uh, can I do it? I say, absolutely, you can do it, you know? If I did it, you can do it. Uh, it's, it, it, it's not rocket science, you just have to understand that it, there's, there, there's some significant differences to studying law from, from studying music. Yeah. What, well, what's the biggest impact that you've sought to leave on your students? What do you want them to feel um, that, that they've been impacted on just leaving the department and then you leaving um, 
the institution, how you feel like you've, um, like the biggest takeaway, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, what, what I, what I want to feel is that the education that our graduates got from this program served them well. Mm-hmm. You know, that they were able to take this education. And to me, it doesn't matter what they choose to do after they graduate. But if the program did something to help them get where they wanted to go, you know, that's what's satisfying for me. Of course, it's, it's satisfying to hear about our graduates who, you know, are now presidents and vice presidents right. and uh, or starting successful businesses and all of that. Uh, 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 of course, that's satisfying, and it always will be. And I, and uh, but what I hope, and I'm I'm confident that uh, that Tanya, who's going to be taking the helm of the program, uh, what I what I hope she will do, and I'm confident that she will do, is to keep the integrity of the program so that it continues to produce graduates who are capable of doing, going on and applying their education and finding the careers, mm. moving into the careers of their choice. You know, that's what I hope. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's what will be most satisfying for me if I am, am still continue to be apprised of students who are doing that. I, you know, I, I, I hope that I can be uh, still in the loop when uh, when we hear about our graduates and yeah. what they're doing, and, yeah. uh, you know, because that that will be the most satisfying thing about it. Totally. Um, if um, you know, and and believe me, I'm not leaving here taking full credit for everything that this department has turned out to be. Uh, it's been a process of evolution that a lot of people have participated in, uh, namely the faculty, you know. I mean, I've sometimes said uh, that uh, if I did anything right here, it's in, in hiring good people who carry this program forward in the, in, in the direction that we mm-hmm. wanted it to move. And that's just such a selfless attitude, and education in general is really selfless. You're giving your life and your full-time and um, we really appreciate everything that you've done. Well, thanks for tuning in to Cut Time. As always, information in future episodes can be found at the mbj.org. Thanks, and see you next time.